What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM for 20 bucks off your first delivery. And by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM and the numeral 1. And by SeatGeek. Get the app. Use the promo code HAM for 10 bucks off your first order. Now to the segment. All right, John. 49ers, they're for real. I mean, 5-0, and just beat the Rams. Wait, they won today? With, they won today. Not only did they win today, they controlled the game in the second half. They put the thing away. Uh, I was kind of like, where's Schlereth going with this when he said, I'm going to start calling this the Anaconda offense. I'm like, all right, this sounds it's like they choke their opponents, the life out of them. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, there was when something Robert about Sala it. When I mean, unzips, you're like, whoa there, Mark. Slow down, buddy. <laughs> I'm with you. I didn't know where he was. It made sense when he did it. Uh, but I mean, this is this is the first time I watched them kind of hugging it out the last few minutes on the sideline, thinking, okay, a can this team win the NFC? Is this team going to win the NFC West? Like, really thought like they felt like they can. And are we talking about? I mean, are we late to the party if we don't start talking about is this team the best team in the NFC? John, they're five and zero. Oh. Like everyone who hasn't been hyper analyzing everything the Niners have done for the last eight months that didn't suffer through last year. They're talking about them like they must be the best team, like they might be the best team in the NFC. Well, I think about it like this. They're, when you talk about an elite team, they're usually complete, right? And that's the thing about the NFL right now. Beside the Patriots, which I think, getting calls from Washington here, I got no clue who's calling me. But you get call, you get, uh, sorry, it threw me off. Did I? Complete teams. Yeah. Patriots. Well, you, well, they're the, like. You want to answer that? You think? No. You're, 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 I, I uh, gotta, you know, John, I. I heard a couple last week. My social security number is getting suspended, so you know you might want to check if that's happening to you too. I just told this guy that I would do something, and he said four twenty Pacific time. Okay, or he said eight twenty Pacific time. I was thinking like five. that. When you look at the NFL, beside the Patriots and their team, they would nitpick. They'd be like, "Well, our passing offense and our rushing offense have been a little off, right?" Their their offense hasn't been great, but. They have fucking Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. They are the most complete coach team in the league. 
Then when you go to every other team, you go, well, the Chiefs, I was texting somebody today in the league. I'm like, well, they can't stop anyone. They can't, they, they don't, they don't play the run very well because they're, li- and my buddy in the league was like, well, their linebackers stink. You can run it right down your throat. So if Mahomes isn't just locked in, they can score. I mean, I look up at the, the game, it's like 34 27, and you go, well, was that the final score? Or 31 24. Like they score 24 points at home, but you're giving up 30 plus. Like that ain't ideal, right? That, that, that's a problem. So mm-hmm. I, I think, and then you look at all the teams in the NFC. Is it fair to say the most complete team right now is probably the Rams? Because you go, Drew Brees is better than Jimmy. Their defense has been dominant when Drew Brees is in there. The Saints. The pre- yeah, the Saints, excuse me. The Saints. So their defense, they're probably right there with the Niners as a super complete team. And then you probably have to put the Packers there. But the difference between the Packers and the Niners, like, I don't think Matt LaFleur is a good guy. So when I look at the when I look at the Saints, that's the difference. I go, well, I know Sean Payton is elite. You know, you would argue him or Andy are the best offensive minds in the league. Dennis Allen's work speaking for itself right now. They're kicking the shit out of everybody on defense. Well, when I look at the Niners, I go, well, the number one thing we knew about them for a couple of years, even when they sucked, was Kyle Shanahan could dial up plays, like would do things every game, win or lose, where you just went, wow. And the problem had been the defense; they couldn't stop anybody. And now they're not stopping anyone. They're destroying people. Sorry. River just threw another pick. <laughs> well, guy, the, the, the charters stink. All right. Uh, yeah, when you say what you – when you break it down like that, when you just say let, – let's go through the logic of who's strong on offense, who's strong on defense, who's just strong all around, then, then not only do we have to consider the fact that they might win the division, John, we – I mean, all these things, if you said they're just it blind – but blind test of this team's ranks, that graphic you showed me earlier today of the Niners' ranks versus last year, the turnovers created, they lead the league, right? That's wild. To me, th- the defensive points per game, um, I mean, it's the, the, this is what, and they're 5 and and they're winning games. They're 5 and 0, and we think their coach can hang with any coach. So they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And. But, like, coming I mean, into the season, even when Jimmy was throwing all the picks and shit in the preseason and then in that one preseason game, he was good against Kansas City. What was the preseason game where he was terrible? Oh, it was Denver. Where it was like, oh, my God, this guy looks like uh, Paxton Lynch. But you go, right. that's why Kyle Shanahan makes all this money. He'll coach him up. And then they keep losing dudes, right? They're losing tackles. They're losing juice. Then they lose their other tackle. You're like, this is crazy, you know? And he hasn't really flinched, the coach. Just dialing up plays, it still looks the same. If you notice today, they didn't really supplement Juszczyk's spot. Like, they weren't running a fullback. They were running right. one-back sets. Like, Kyle just adapts. The, guy's, the guy is a genius. Like, he's re- he really is a genius. But you're just like, well, is Jimmy going to be good enough? But Kyle will fix him. But the fucking defense. And then it turns out Sala, I mean, is there a... Is there a uh, <laughs> A bald guy right now with a higher stock right now than Robert Sala. I mean, the defense looks like the 85 Bears. They are fucking dominant. I, I, I don't remember a game, and I'm sure it happens, where a team did not get a third down conversion. Especially a team that's not like, you know, two-lane football or something. I'm talking like an NFL team with a credible offense and a normal quarterback. They did not get a third down guy, and then they obviously went for it on fourth down I know it was like three times the last time I looked. Maybe they went, it was four. They, were, they didn't get any of those either. So they were, 
They were 0 and 4 on fourth down, so they were basically if you if you combine the two, they were 0 and 13. That's unheard of for a solid team. Unheard of. And like the other thing is, they weren't like, well, was it just one of those games where it was always like third and 11. No, it was how many third and ones and fourth and ones did they have? That was it. Well, they had three in a row on the goal line, and then they had another one late. In the, like they couldn't get it. He ran the same play. Like today was a big day for. I tweeted it out, but. You know, for two years, and he earned it. He really did. And he still, this guy's a good, everyone thinks highly of the guy. He was the kind of apple of everyone's eye, right? Of the new coach, young, he was unique, youngest coach in NFL history, looks the part, then his team kicks the shit out of everyone for two straight years. Well, is it safe to say that Kyle, to his core, believes he's better than Sean? Like, he just goes, who's a better coach, you or Sean McVay? Like, do you think Kyle thinks he's inferior to Sean McVay? Of course not. No. So today, like, you know, for the last couple of years, he's been getting his ass kicked by this guy. Last year, I think I, I did the math this week, talked about it on an earlier show. It was like 87 to 45 or whatever last year. Now, Jimmy didn't play, but kicked his ass. And today, to go down there, not to like – the where you're playing in this rivalry, like Matt, this isn't like Dallas and Philly quite yet. So I'm not saying like we went to a hostile environment. No, you just went to the Coliseum. That was a fucking home game, and you, but you kicked their ass. I think the bigger thing is a lot of people were watching this game. Well, and you just played on Monday Night Football, so the Niners had been played off on for Thursday, four days, right? and he had played Thursday night the week prior. So they they had more time to prepare. Like that's like those stats exist in the NFL for a reason, right? Teams with extra rest, road teams, At home. short yeah, rest, yeah. all that stuff. Because it is real. Just put yourself as a human. Like, if you weren't playing a game, but you had to travel for work, you just do the math, right? It's just, you have more time to do shit, right? It's just, it's pretty obvious why it is a thing, right? Usually, Especially in the NFL, where it's like, in theory, everybody's kind of stuff is equal. So every little thing, not like college football, where the swings yeah, are big. Like Alabama could play two days rest against Fresno State, and they're going to be okay. Exactly. But for them, that now, again, go back to it. Like, yeah, you went down there, but that crowd was Niner fans, and it wasn't just that the seats in that stadium are red. Um, And it wasn't the, you know, 34 – 30 game that sometimes on paper you think this might be like that's not who Kyle Shanahan's for being an offensive coach like if we go through right now the NFL who are the offensive head coaches who who have whose signature right now on their team is their defense I would say it'd be Sean Payton right take now. the Patriots out because they're just yeah. right they're they're that's, them. I think Sean Payton is the team right now yeah Sean Payton's an offensive but like Philly Philly law Philly their D sucks I mean, they, they, they can't stop the pass. Their point differential, they're 3-3, three and three, and it makes sense. Their point differential is 12, so plus 12. Da- Dallas, in theory, I would have thought would have been. Dallas ha- yeah, Dallas has been that. You're right. They, but they're not right now. I, I think it's the Saints by a mile, or, and them and the Niners. But you'd say part well, of it Packers, is right. The Packers. The Packers are kind of, even though we never, we don't, you talk about Aaron first. They're an offensive coach, and their defense is really, really good. Yeah. But we don't know anything about their coach is also the problem. <laughs> the Bears have been that. The Bears have been that. But the difference is, like, the Niners are scoring points. The Niners were the second in the league in points through going into this game. And 20 points on the road came down. They're second in point differential. They're second in point differential. The Patriots are one, and the Niners are two. And the Niners are two by a wide margin. Like, the Niners are plus 83 in point differential in the NFL. 
Second place, or third place, rather, they're second. Third is Minnesota, plus 57. Well, see, and here's the thing. I, I think it's a combination when you say of their two big offseason acquisitions, the two ones that they basically put all their chips in the middle of the table. The number two overall pick, Nick Bosa, would you consider that has been a just a walk-off home run right now through five games? Yeah. Couldn't go any better. Yeah. I would say D Ford would be like a stand-up triple. <laughs> He's been pretty fucking good. You text me today, like, is he jumping off sides or is he just like a shot out of a rocket? He, no, he shot out of it's a, a rocket. It's a fair question with him. And then they they also stake their claim, like we talked about Armstead early. We want this guy around these guys. What is no one? Isn't it amazing how you win? Do you know what no one talks about anymore? How Solomon Thomas is just a guy. No one even cares. It's amazing well, when you win. And I bet Belichick would say, you know what's crazy about my career? I've missed on a lot more picks that ever get brought up. But when you go 13-3 and every year, no one talks about your second rounder that you had healthy scratch for two straight years and then you cut. It's like, oh, Belichick just got rid of a guy. <laughs> yeah, you mean the guy you drafted at the end of the second round? No one cares. It becomes you start nitpicking the issues when you lose, right? Because right now, what are – if you and me were doing this for the Rams, we'd be like, well – did they misevaluate some of their offensive line guys? Did they draft some of yeah. these guys? And you'd be like, well, last year yeah. they took a guy in the third round. He's not good. That's what you talk about when you lose. Right. Like, that's forever before how he won a Super Bowl. It's like, well, he took this guy, this guy wrong. That's all you. That's how we discussed Trent Baalke for like five straight years. Do you know what we're doing now? Just kicking ass, kicking ass, kicking ass, wins, wins, kicking ass, kicking ass. That's, that's basically what people would be like. Yeah, I've been doing a Patriot podcast for 20 years. That's all we talk about. You know, it's great. <laughs> it's fun. You're like, yeah, I can see that. Because you just don't have to harp on. Because someone tweeted at me when I brought up the Armstead deal. And they're like, well, you know, Solomon Thomas will just take his stuff. I'm like, I don't think Kyle's thinking like that. He's like, how do we get rid of Solomon Thomas and keep the Armstead around? We don't want Solomon Thomas around here. And again, it doesn't right. really matter when you... We talked a lot about... like, and You know what we're not talking about anymore either? Really injuries. Because those two guys, the big question mark, can Nick Bosa stay healthy and can D Ford stay healthy? Well, I will say this, though. We'll talk about, like, Kyle. I, we talk – oh, their injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah they, but we do talk about injuries in the context of how the Niners are overcoming that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the big question mark right. with both those two guys is you draft this guy two overall and you traded a second-round pick and you paid him $50 million. Can you depend on those two guys? And one thing we're learning is D Ford practice doesn't matter, and it shouldn't. He's a pass rusher. You know, so it's just like – well, Just rush the passer. And Nick Here's the other Nick one. Bosa stayed healthy. Jimmy Ward's kind of worth the wait. Well, they've staked their cl- I don't want to say worth the like we knew we would like when he's played he's been good. So I should maybe I should Well, say I think worth there's the wait, a good but. example where Robert deserves some credit is he staked his claim on a couple guys and he supported Armstead and Jimmy Ward and they're coming fucking through for him right now. The Jimmy Ward I tweeted Jimmy Revis cuz he had the back-to-back plays. The double pivot play was that's a combination of coaching, film work. They knew it was coming, but you still got to be a good enough player to make the play. Like, that was impressive. That's a, whoa. That's not the, uh, remember, what was Chip defensive coordinator's name? Who's now the uh, linebacker coach for the Raiders? I forget his name. Nick, some, I, uh, Sean Hill. I don't know. I can't even get his name off the top of my head. But With the Niners? Jim O'Neill. Jim O'Neill. Who's, but he's now the Raiders linebacker coach. Just remember, he's a great example, and he was like this for a while in in Cleveland. His defenses were the opposite. What he'd be like, Jimmy Ward would have been thirty yards off. Like, what what are we even doing here? Where it feels like Robert I, I, now, 
is he kind it feels a little bit like he's scheming on a pretty high level right now, putting his guys in great positions. And Sherman and these guys have been saying that, but you're just like, you know, it's, it's his player speak for their guy. They like him. And you're watching him. You're like, this shit's working. And then he's super fired up, and he's got this great tan. He's got a fresh shave. <laughs> How do, I'm just, I, I'm jealous of his color, guy. Well, you, I mean, you, as someone pointed out to us the other day, they're like, he's not tan. That's just his skin color. No, I think, I, I think he's darker. But I, I think he's, I think he's tanner. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think he's tanner too. But I don't think if he never stepped in the sun, he wouldn't look like you and me. No, but he, but it, we've seen him at practice enough. Like he doesn't wear anything out of practice. Like he's keeping that thing. And there's they got sun. Yeah, down. yeah. He clearly is. He, yes. I, I like to think. I like to think that Wes Welker's out there running scout team just to get Jimmy Ward ready for Cooper. Well, Cup. you also notice like Kyle's a better example, much more like me or you. But he looks tan because he goes out there with no hat on. He gets a good tan. These guys aren't dumb. Show you know, you flow. can tan your face as a coach. It's a great, very advantageous to not be pasty white as a coach because you can always. Get a two and a half hours, you know, four days a week out there in the sun. As long as you, you know, you're not in Buffalo or something. If you're out, if you're a California coach, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's a great. I, I used to take advantage of Fresno, and then at Philly, it's like I didn't go to practice anymore. And then you look around mid October, you're like, I look like Casper the Ghost. I got issues, <laughs> but then you see the other coaches, and they'd be fine. Trick of the trade, guy. Trick of the trade. But then you get the guys that are Some, so pasty white that can't even attack it. They go, they go the opposite. They go huge bucket hat, uh, sunscreen all over their body, uh, long sleeves. You know, they, they don't even let an ounce of sun touch beside like their hands. So you got there's a balance. You know, if you got the tent that you can go to like solid best case or even Kyle, then I know some guys like Olive. Yeah, I know the super pasty white guy that just. Waves the white flag and just acknowledges that he can't, uh, he won't risk skin cancer. Yeah, some people just turn red. Yeah, which is a red, red flag. Yeah, you know, it's not, not good for you. Uh, but you but so real quick, do you remember a guy going stronger outhouse to penthouse quicker than Robert Sala? Like, I don't think people thought he was I mean, like a joke. The, but I, it, yeah, I don't think he was ever quite outhouse though. But it was pretty ugly. Well, it was just like, are they going to have to change coordinators? Is Kyle going to have to find a new coordinator? I agree, but I don't think anyone. It was just more the people like what I don't really get it more so than it was like oh this guy's incompetent. I don't think it's ever been that, has it? I, yeah, I don't think it was never incompetency. It, but it was more like is this guy cut out to do this? And you just don't know, right, right. you know. And I think it was always easy to counter. You know, does he have the players? Which I think we would all agree his players weren't as good. And I mean, we it, we're not. It's not an opinion. It's clear. But they, they, they kind of like, you know, Robert did with, with Jimmy Ward and Eric Armstead that, you know, it's not – sometimes coaches just refuse. Like, I'm not claiming any of these guys, especially ones that don't totally prove them. Like, he did go to bat for those guys, and they've been around there making plays. But Kyle kind of went to bat and Lynch of just supporting this guy nonstop, right? And then it's paid off for him. So you get credit for that. Yeah, well, there was never one like, well, you know, Kyle's beginning to wonder if he picked the right guy. Never one of those stories. Now they're like hugging, bro-hugging, and just a bunch of dudes. The guy, the guy tweeted, I mean, I think Robert Sala leads the league in fist pumps right now. I mean, he is college coach-level excitement. Well, <laughs> Which is fun because Kyle doesn't do no. any, much of anything. Well, J- Jeff Schwartz had a great <laughs> a tweet good yesterday. The two guys that are the worst in college are... Kirby and Muschamp. Muschamp's the worst. 
He's like, why are co-? and he's just like college coaches? Why is Muschamp's headset always like about to fall off his head? And he is just soaked in sweat. But college coaches oh. are consistently just nuts. Well, when you sweat that much, your hair shouldn't be that long. And Kirby does the same thing, like hair over his forehead, like he's a like he's rushing Kappa Sig or whatever. Sig up. Sala would have belonged. Do you agree in the in the in the Georgia South Carolina game? Energy sideline craziness. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You, you yeah. don't see that many Salas. In the NFL, which I—I'll be honest, no, guy. Just, I'll be honest. I—I—I've probably talked about this on the podcast, but we've definitely talked. I usually red flag that guy because sometimes to me that's kind of f- fraudulent's the wrong word, but the NFL's like part of college is like getting. I, I understand why Kirby and Will Muschamp do that. Like I don't think they're there's nothing for it's different a little with, with younger guys. In the pros, this is a thinking man's game. This is you're playing chess. So a lot of times when guys do that, especially defensively, I go, "Does this guy know what he's doing?" Now I'm kind of that's just his personality. Listen, you know, we one time in Philly we didn't hire a guy because he tweeted about what he had for dinner. This was like an intern, and it was like, "Yeah, he's just 20 year old on Twitter." Looking back, it's so stupid. Like, yeah, this guy's just younger coaches, just a little different. He's got some energy. I, if you're getting a job done, well, I, I don't mind. I also think like with Robert. It's we're in now year three of his time as the defensive coordinator. Year three or four? Year three. Year three. three. Talk about something that feels like it's been going on for a while. Kyle Shanahan as a Niner. Um, it's not like day one. And he, like Now, maybe they just made fewer plays as a defense the first two years, so he did less of this stuff. Okay, they had two picks last year. Yeah, yeah. so maybe that's why I feel this way. But I was just going to say, like, I don't feel like he ever did it I don't like. I don't feel like it's ever hollow. Like it's not coming in hollow moments. Like he's doing it right now in big spots and big games. But he, but big, he had been doing it when they were one and nine, beating the Giants on Monday Night Football, right? I, I, that's what I was going to say. Like I just don't remember it as well, much. He, but he'd been consistent with it. Like you went to practice, he's acted the same. That's he, true. He, yeah, that's he has. True. So I respect it. I don't think he was sometimes maybe a first time defensive coordinator. Like that's just who he is. That's his energy. I also think when you put it together in the context of you watch him do a press conference, he's not out there making big-time declarations about it, he's, right? Like Greg Williams is saying stuff about people all Wouldn't the time. Wouldn't you say Sala's personality Sala. is much different than the way he acts on the sideline? Like when his personality, when he's up talking at press conference, I've been there, he's yeah, actually pretty like – super low-key. Yeah, pretty just yep. – Straight shooter, but you wouldn't think like if a, he's excited about a guy, he just says we're excited about. Yeah, him. not a blowhard with his words, but his action, he gets excited. And you know what? So that's where I think that's where I think you get credit though. Is if you don't act like that guy, like if he acted like if you Greg act like Williams that, and did that, people would be like, and oh, taught, come on, yeah, buddy. yeah, right, right. I agree. Because this is like I mean, Greg Williams. He really is like the the modern day Greg Williams. Because Greg was like. Uh, Kill the head, the body will die. Like legitimately, I think he probably wouldn't have minded death for the opponents. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fair to say that you know Greg's not shedding tears over like hospital vet visits for offensive players. Salas is like all gas, no brakes. You know, like play with high, fantastic effort. You know, like, Greg Williams is like uh, put the nine to their head and pull the trigger, dog. You know, it's like whoa, <laughs> the, the, this guy's the like PG version of like. Tackle hard, you know. Rally, the to, rally to the ball. The, Greg Williams is the like modern open up NFL the motherfucking version. clip on them. You know, I was like, Jesus, Greg, shatter their ACLs, take take their souls. <laughs> Which Greg listen, nuts, as man. we need a couple Greg Williams involved in the league just to keep it kind of interesting. You can't just have all gas, no breaks. Yeah, everyone. you got to have villains. Yeah, gotta, but he, you know, you could argue, you know, in these modern times, he might be a, a little much. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.